Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Movies and a Meal, a podcast where we talk about movies and other things while we eat. I'm your co-host Ben, and as always, I'm joined by Brad. What's up? So this episode, we're going to talk about John Wick 4, the fourth installment of the John Wick series that started way back in 2014. I'm going to kick it to Brad to give us the summary, and then I'm going to talk about some of the history of the franchise and our connection, and then we're just going to jump right into the review. So Brad, what's this movie about? All right, as always, summary, courtesy of IMDb. Uh, John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table, but before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. You know, this franchise started in 2014. Um, you know, it stars Keanu Reeves and the other big cast members who have come across the different installments. You know, Ian McShane and Lawrence Fishburne, Lance Reddick, R.I.P. And, you know, we always give credit to Brad for turning myself and Keith onto Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And John Wick has been kind of a baby of mine. I think I convinced you and Keith to see it. It was an early part of our movie club um, back in the day. Pre pre first one, right? Pre first. Uh, yeah, before we audition. even really yeah. before we even really podcasted at all. This yeah. is just when the three of us would just get together and see a movie. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of grown into this franchise. You know, it was kind of a revival for Keanu Reeves as far as being an action star. And it's really just had this incredible cultural impact. You know, it's influenced how action is shot and done in movies over the last 10 years. And it's just part of the culture. I mean, when someone says, you know, I want to go John Wick on somebody, you know exactly what they're talking about. I think the three of us thought maybe three was slightly disappointing for different ways. But getting into the review, I thought four was a good return to form. And... I think maybe as we wrap up our reviews, maybe we can debate like how this one kind of ranks between uh, all four installments. But I enjoyed it, and Brad, what did you think? I enjoyed it very much, too. Keanu Reeves is John Wick. Uh, he fits his role perfectly, and I think we've had this discussion. It's like It seems like as the movie goes on, he talks less and less, but he still has a lot of impact for what he does. I mean, it's just... Not only is he unstoppable, he's the unstoppable force, he's a fearsome assassin. I mean, it's just, uh, Reeves just nails that part perfectly with as little dialogue as possible. So, and I mean, even in his emotional scenes, I'd say that there's a scene in church where he sits down and talks with another character we'll briefly mention, uh, or we'll mention in the near future here. It's uh, just played, it's played wonderfully, I think. Keanu's been around for, I don't know, almost 40 years now. He's had these, like, stints as, like, the action star, you know, Point Break and Speed and obviously the Matrix movies. And, you know, he kind of had a rebirth with John Wick, really. And, like we said, it's been kind of a cultural phenomenon. The action continues to rev up each time and they continue to outdo each other, but not just, like, let's just make bigger explosions and, and faster car chases. There's some thought into it, and there are some John Wick staples that maybe we can talk about um, that continually show up in this movie, but then he also outdo each other. This really is his movie. We work in some fantastic action superstars in their own right. Donnie Yen, who is the person that Brad was kind of hinting at before. Scott Atkins, who's another legendary guy. and But then you also work in um, guys like, you know, Bill Skarsgård, who, you know, isn't necessarily an action guy, but seems to be playing the villain role right now in a lot of movies like It and some other stuff. And 
Ian McShane and Lawrence Fishburne, they're not in a lot of scenes, but uh, they really chew the scenery and they give this movie a lot of gravitas that could be easily dismissed because, you know, it's just some sort of slocky revenge action movie. But I, I don't know, Brad, um, who else kind of stood out? I mean, you know, obviously Keanu's the star, but you want to talk about Donnie Yen? I would gladly talk about Donnie Yen, and I, I think he's too much in the role to be even an underrated MVP. I mean, he's just, he's magnificent as Kane in this. I mean, it's just... Not only is his movements and his uh, actions conveying a, a visually impaired person, he does that perfectly. They're in a kitchen and he's sticking he's sticking something toward to some of the surfaces over there. Now I'm thinking they're like like light bomb or flash grenades or something, and then it's just, it's a it's a daggum uh, motion sensor door alarm, and it's just, I mean it just it works perfectly for it. I mean it just shows his his eccentric nature in the character. Another thing is his personality. I think it shines through real well in this movie. I think he's got a, a quirkiness to him. I think it works for him. I think Donnie Yen pulls it off real well. We saw another movie of his way back in the day. You know, he is in Star Wars Rogue One, and he kind of has some of those same traits. In fact, now that I think about it, I think both of them were blind, actually. And But he still kind of plays that. You know, he's just like people who are incredibly deadly, but also in a weird way, kind of gentle. And there's some scenes where it seems like he doesn't, he's very skilled, but also like he doesn't necessarily relish in killing people or even being there, but he's kind of forced to for some circumstances. But, you know, he's fantastic. I think we see, um, you know, some other guys that are shining. Um, Shamir Anderson, who plays one of the trackers. He, he's good. He's, he doesn't, he, he probably is like the fifth tier guy in this movie, and not in a bad way, but yeah. um, he's my underrated MVP. Yeah, he, he's great at his at his job. I mean, literally, it's like, and and you would think John Wick would learn a little bit uh, about so like maybe maybe take a more tactful approach to like instead of just walking down the street because it seems like this guy's like following you ever move. So, but um, he's great. He's it, not as great as a tractor, but uh, a tracker, but. I think he plays the character well too. I mean, it's a it's a man that at first is all about um, the money, like just I mean, and, and throughout the throughout the movie, it's just like he's he jacks up prices and all that. And I mean, and he's, he he'll do anything for it, even including a scene where uh, that involves a knife. I think his character develops uh, in one of the final fight scenes. Um, I think there's good character development, and I think uh, it's it's a wonderful scene. It's, uh, it's it's he has a dog with him, so I mean, if you know John Wick, it's it's a uh, every time you see a dog, you know it's going to be a special thing. So um, I really liked it. I think uh, his action, his moments of action were great. I think there's a scene where. He's got a backpack, and then he just flips it over, and it's a bulletproof vest. I think that's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool uh, innovation. He's got like a, a modified shotgun or two, or something like that. It looks like almost like a sniper rifle shotgun type thing. It looks like he has, and I might be off on that a little bit, but it's. I think he's very ingenious in his tracking and his uh, uh, ingenuity on uh, his uh, skills and stuff, and his um, his gadgets. I guess you could say. So, uh, what do you what do you think about it, Ben? Yeah, no, he was a good addition for sure. You know, in fact, let me let me set the lay some of the groundwork. You know, for people who aren't really familiar with the series, though, if you're listening to a podcast where we're reviewing John Wick Four, I would assume that you probably are familiar with John Wick. But you know, John Wick, you know, he is an assassin. He's a retired assassin in the first movie. He just recently lost his wife to cancer. He got a dog in her memory. Bad guys kill the dog, so you know he comes out of retirement and basically just kills everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as the series progresses, 
people realize that John Wick is back in the fold and he's kind of blackmailed into doing one last job and then then they, he gets betrayed. You know, the world is set up basically. There's this whole League of Assassins, but there's still like a code of honor and code of conduct, you know, and that involves the safe havens called the Continental Hotels. That's one that Ian McShane and Lance Reddick work at. And, you know, the rules are broken. John Wick is uh, excommunicated and he spends basically all three on the run. And the fourth movie is him trying to just basically rectify things finally. And so all these guys, like Donnie Yen's character and Shamira Anderson's character, they're incredibly deadly, but also they also have this sense of honor. And you see that with both of them and definitely Anderson, where it's like he could easily kill John Wick anytime he wants to, but because there's a bounty on his head and apparently I guess his character is like looking to go into retirement. Mm -hmm. He's just waiting for it to, it's kind of like the lottery. He's like, he doesn't want to play the lottery just yet. He wants to wait till the pot is where he wants it to be. But the world building really pays off in all these. And these characters being plopped in there fit well in there. And also you, it just kind of explains again, why like no one just puts a bullet in John Wick's head in the big, you know, right away because there's money involved and there's other there's other things that are going on. You know, we mentioned those guys. Um, another hat tip, um, a guy who is um, like emerging as maybe a patron saint, like maybe not a maybe not a first battle hall of famer like Jamon Hansu, but maybe someone um, that eventually will get in um, is our guy uh, Hiroyuki Sanada, who plays another manager of the Continental, but like in Japan, he's good in a small part. Um, I guess we need to shout out. Uh, Rina Sawiyama, who is his daughter, she's in the promotional materials and commercials and stuff like that. You know, she gets, they all get some really cool action beats, but, you know, it's like what Brad said, um, you know, we're not really, Keanu is a great actor, but we're not here to see him really act. We're here to, to see him kick ass. And I had asked you this earlier before we, we recorded, Brad, but like, you know, there's about maybe six action sequence in this two, two hour, 59, 49 minute movie. What was your favorite one? I, I think it's a tie, and it almost links together. And it's the uh, the house fight scene and the and the uh, the stairwell scene. Mm -hmm. I think. And uh, if you force me to choose, I kind of like the enclosed space of the stairwell scene. It, it puts you in mind, or at least for probably you and me, of the Daredevil stairwell scene in season one, I believe. Correct? Or is it season two? Two. That the one when he's rescuing the Punisher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like how he gets to the top, and then all of a sudden. There's a character that just boop, kicks him off and he rolls all the way back down. It's so. like a video game in that the last 40, 50 minutes of this movie is just straight action. And now it's what it reminded me of. It's just a, it was like, we're almost to the end, end level of the video game where you have to fight against the big boss. And, you know, a lot of video games are like this where you think you're at the top and they knock you all the way to the bottom and you got to do it all over again. But there's some pretty ingenious action. Um... There is one scene, like, I don't think either of us have ever seen it before, where um, John Wick is in a house and he's surrounded by bad guys. And it's a one-shot that we've seen before, but this one, the camera kind of rises to a aerial level. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you're looking from the top down and you're seeing just John Wick just go to work with, um, you know, he's got, a, he's got a shotgun and it's with this ammunition called Dragon's Breath, which is, you know, kind of a incendiary, you know, ammo. So when people get shot, they catch on fire. And um, it's just, I don't know if I've seen that in a movie, really. Um, it's, it's just fantastic. Um, 
And I, and I and you got to give a hat tip to Bill Skarsgård as a he's a bad guy. He's the Grand yeah. Marquis. Yeah, he's uh, Marchese de Gramont. Yeah, I probably Marquis Marquise Marquise. I, I knew Marquise de Gramont. Yes. So I, I knew I was going to butcher one of them. So it's the main bad guy, and he's sending minions there, and it's basically that's what it is. And I mean, it's almost like John Wick uh, two, I believe, where the bad guy is like um, trying to send villains in there, trying to make trying to prevent him from. Trying to get to, I mean, it's 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 uh, action piece one hundred and one. But I I think Skarsgård is just he's your villain that is a prick, hides behind power to get to do what he does, and eventually it starts going to his head. I mean, it's yeah. it's typical action villain one hundred and one, I would think. So yeah, um, he's just kind of a pretty boy who doesn't want to get his hands dirty, so he just asks everyone else to do it. Anybody else you want to shout out? Hiroki Sonata. Even though you know how it's going to end, because you know he's not the main hero. And he's not the main villain. It's like you know, you know how it's going to end. I think he's shined in his brief moments. Uh, Ian McShane and Lawrence Fishburne, like you said, they're uh, Shane shows uh, as Winston shows a regal charm, but I think he's got a tad bit more snarky and vindictive in this movie as he is in the other ones. I think. For, I mean, it's revenge. Fishburne. I mean, it's just he's boisterous. I mean, he's witty. I mean, he's just. I think the stature of Lawrence Fishburne works for the role that he's in. Long live the king! I mean, for some characters, it just it wouldn't work or just be cheesy, but I think Fishburne makes it work. And Lance Reddick. His role is brief, but it's also very important, but I don't yeah. know if we can talk about it until we no, have to do spoilers. No. But, but, no, I think you nailed it. Um, and, yeah, I think especially you nailed Ian McShay. I think Regal Charm is a great way of saying it. And, and I think you were right, too, with Lawrence Fishburne. It's like... He has the right amount of ham into it. Like, he enjoys the part, and he's really playing it up, but he's not going too far. So why don't we just go ahead and do our ratings, and I'll go first for this one, and I'll go first, too. I'm also going to, like, rank, do my quick John Wick ranks real quick. So screw it. I love this franchise. We'll get to the ratings. You know, there's only one that I'm like, I don't know if this should have been made, but I've always enjoyed them. I wrote for this franchise for a long time. I'm glad to see Keanu Reeves be an action star because I just, he's been great. I've always appreciated his work since Point Break, and I'm going to give it a four and a half. As far as, like, ranking them real quick, I still think two might be the pinnacle. Like, one is the OG. The fact that, that the first one almost went straight to video like it didn't even really get a theatrical release it flew on the on the radar no one really knew about it or really cared Keanu was kind of in a um kind of a low point not low point but just people maybe he was like kind of approaching maybe has been or just as a guy that we knew um so you know that's always high but I think John Wick 2 they're like okay we recognize the first one was good we're gonna give you the budget we're gonna let you cook a little bit and it did well and maybe this will change if I rewatch, but right now, I'm going to go John Wick 2 is number one, John Wick number two, John Wick chapter four, number three, and then John Wick three, Parabellum, as the fourth one. And it's just, I feel like, especially seeing the fourth one, I'm like, I'm not really sure why three was necessary. Like, if they just eliminate that one, if I just gave someone John Wick one, two, and four... I think they would be fine. I don't think they really miss a lot. Um, but 
Brad, what about you? What do you? What's your ranking, and how do you rank? How does four rank in the John Wick rankings? I'm gonna give this one a four and a half out of five as well. Love the action. There's not much wrong with this movie. I mean, it's it's a great action movie. It, I have a, a nitpick here and there, but I mean, for the most part, I mean, great action movie, good enough plot that keeps it moving along, even though it's two hours and forty nine minutes. I mean. There's impactful moments. Um, like I said, I, I think this movie, even the ending was was done real well, I think. There's not much wrong with it, so I'm, I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. As far as ranking them, and I really need to see two again. Actually, I need to see the whole series again. But I think I'm going to give John Wick the original one first. And then not far behind is John Wick, uh, John Wick Chapter 4. And then uh, John Wick 2 at third. And then... Uh, John Wick 3 Parabellum, dead last. Well, speaking of rankings or ratings or anything like that, you got some Rotten Tomatoes for us. I do have Rotten Tomatoes, not only for this movie, but for all four of them. But first, let's start with this movie, uh, Critics and Audience. Uh, Ben? I really haven't seen anyone say anything bad about this movie. So I'm going to aim high. I'm going to go 93 for the critics, and I'm going to go 96 for the audience. Ben, you are daggum close on both. Critics, 95%, 234 reviews. Audience, 95%, 1,000 plus reviews. And the critics' consensus here by, um, from Rotten Tomatoes, uh, John Wick Chapter 4 piles on more of everything and suggests that when it comes to a well-dressed Keanu Reeves dispatching his enemies in a lethally balletic style, there can never be too much. Okay. So, yeah, I agree with that for sure. Due to box office, the weekend totals here, and uh, I think you can probably guess what was number one. It's John Wick Chapter 4. John, John Wick Chapter 4 is one, and, and then... Do you want to take a crack on how much you think it made? made more. It's going to make more than Shazam, I think. I'm going to go like $55 million. $72.5 million in week one, So, which I'd have to look. That might be tops this year so far. I mean... Really? No. Ant-Man or something made like 82, right? Yeah, it might have. I'd have to look, but... But yeah, John Wick's chapter chapter 4 is number 1. Shazam! Fear of the Gods holding strong uh, at $8.6 million uh, in second place. Mm-hmm. Two-week total of 45.2. Not far behind is Scream 6 at $8.4 million. Three-week total of $89.9 million. Uh, number four is Creed three at eight point three six million dollars, so just underneath Scream six, a four week total of one hundred forty point nine million dollars, and rounding out the top five is sixty five. Uh, oh, okay, the Adam Driver movie. Yep, it's uh, three point two five million dollars, uh, three week total of twenty seven point eight. It's holding strong in fifth, so I think it was fifth last week too. Spoilers time. Um, yeah, sure. We can turn off spoilers. Spoilers. Turn away. Drive away, run away, you ain't getting away from the Baba Yaga now. No. You know, he challenges Bill Skarsgård's character to a one-on-one duel, basically, winner-take-all, and so he has to fight his way through, and because Bill Skarsgård is a bad guy, he's like, well, if I kill him before the duel, then I'm going to win, so he basically sends everybody out, and... Or, then, or at least stall him. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, weaken him or just like, you know. Yeah, because he has to be there by sunrise or else it's forfeit. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, it's a fun homage to the 1979 movie The Warriors. The different assassins are tipped off through this radio station that kind of narrates where Jer- John Wick is. And that's, that is a direct nod to The Warriors. So, basically that happens, long story short. And then, John Wick dies, question mark? I think we got to break down Donnie Yen's character. He's in it for his daughter. so He's kind of like John Wick, that he wants to be retired, and Bill Skarsgård's character basically blackmails into it, because he's just like, either you do this or we'll kill your daughter. 
And so he's very reluctant. Did you expect him to die? Question mark. Like John Wick? Yes. No. And I think the final scene with him just uh, just kind of realizing where he's at and what's what's done. I think I was I just him like walking down. I mean, he takes his belt off, which I'm not sure. I thought that was something to like alleviate the pressure a little bit or something. Maybe. So you know, I mean, again, like the whole night, every, like I don't know, hundreds of people have tried to kill John Wick and. He's taken a lot of damage, and that'll dovetail probably into Brad's nitpick of the week. But, you know, he's been shot a couple times, and I, I didn't really understand what happened at first. So he, he kills he kills Bill Skarsgård's character, Clancy Brown, who's kind of like the mediator and the official member of the high table. was like, okay, all deaths are clear. You, you guys are free to go. Um, you know, our business concluded. And Keanu says to... Ian McShane's character is like, can you take me home? And I thought, okay, well, you know, they'll but back to the continent. And actually, you realize, like, he starts crying. Like, Winston yeah. starts crying. Yeah. So, which I didn't catch it until, like, he just started yeah. passing out. It's like he, he's, yeah. he knew he knew it was done. So. And then, you know, so John Wick kind of, like, yeah, he, you know, he kind of just strips himself, really, um, of all his weapons. And he just lays down. He thinks about his his dead wife and then he just kind of slumps over and then the next scene we have we're at John Wick's grave and you know you you express some skepticisms like is he dead and I think that's part of the in the Wikipedia page too they say um, like they don't say he's dead officially they're just like um, supposedly dead or something like yeah. that and I guess it could be a fake out I mean it's yeah. just I mean I guess it's like you know if they want to end it here great but if they want to do a fifth one or they just throw like i don't know 100 million they said kiana will back up the yeah. brinks truck for you they could do a five sort of like daniel to. craig's bond i mean i mean well there's... daniel craig got well yes and no i guess because daniel craig's bomb got bombed but we don't see a body and yeah you know... well no i'm just saying it's like it craig craig's bond could have ended in like two and three different spots but mm-hmm. they they but they so same thing with um uh, keanu reese's john wick it's like he could come back or yeah. this could be the end so yeah. Um, Strahovski had said that the director had said, you know, we're going to take a break for a while. And, you know, it's just like they've been doing these movies again for almost, you know, this is four and nine years. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to have, we might have some spinoffs. There is a continental TV show in the works. Yeah. Um, there was a character that was introduced in Two. Parabellum. Um, was it three? Okay. That will now be played by. Movies and be all favorite on to Armas, maybe as an assassin, as a spinoff that maybe John Wick will appear in. I'm not sure where. Oh, I, you know why? Because I think it's supposed to take place between three and four. Yeah, three and four. But um, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see about the future of it. I mean, so you want to have your nitpicks now? Yeah, I'll go ahead and get my nitpick real quick. And um, it's really for all John Wick movies. You can suspend disbelief on a few things. But when a man gets hit by a car five or six times, <laughs> And then jumps out of the three-story building and lands on a car and all he does is limp away. You're stretching it. I mean, like, we had the problem in three where he gets shot and he falls off a roof and he's still alive. It's like, you can suspend disbelief on some things, but if he's like a, a normal a normal human being, I'll put it this way, I'd be dead. I'd be either, I'd be dead Either by just all the impact, or I'd be dead because I would lay on the ground and somebody would put a bullet in my head. So I mean, it's just I mean, you gotta accept your disbelief. I mean, that's part of the John Wick movie. I mean, it's but then but then again, like you're the first one to be like he's not really dead. So we, what what side of the fence are you gonna be on if he 
if he if he can't take this punishment, but also is he really dead in the at the end of the movie? I mean, like you just you well, gotta go with but, it. But here's the thing, though. It's like he's been shot numerous times throughout the movies, and he's been fine. Well, he's been okay afterwards. So I mean, just three bullets in three different spots, with one maybe being fatal at the end. It just I don't know. It just seems a little too. Like I said. I mean, it's fine. Is he dead? Could he be dead? Yes. Should he be dead? Probably. But I just, I, I'm always, and this, this is probably my wrestling roots. It's like, you know, I was always expect a backdoor. I always expect a twist. And I could see a twist being that he basically, even though he's out of the table, he might just be wants isolation. He just wants to be away from it all. So he might just be somewhere else. And, the best way to not be at the table is to basically just uh, not uh, not not uh, not being around. Period. So so like I said, if they if they think he's dead, they won't ha- try to find a way to get him back in. So yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and you know, in the real world, obviously money talks, and if they give him enough money, they might do a fifth one. Even though maybe we all feel like the story has a had a good natural end. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. But. Yeah, like I agree with you on that. I think it, it, if if that's the way it, it, they end the John Wick saga, I think that's a good ending. Uh, I don't know why they needed four movies. Um, like I said, they just sort of retroactively cut out three. Yeah, but I don't know what else do we have. Okay, Given it all good, I think it's a, it's a real good movie. I think it's a movie you definitely need to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think John Wick's a franchise you probably should get into. It, 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 if you're a little squeamish, maybe not so much, but uh, but it's definitely a good, a great action series, great action movies. Just uh, singular, singular. Just like just if you want to just watch one movie, I think it's a great action movie. You sure. know? Um, and I mean, it's good if you know the story, but I mean, if you jump in on like two or four or something, I mean, they they sort of recapish. So yeah, Brian always like you know. Gives me slight guff because we he saw like the seventh Fast and the Furious movie and you know obviously he was he was lost but because the John Wick series is pretty simple it's just like an assassin who wants to try to get out you don't really need to know because both of us when we were watching four we were I think we said afterwards like we were just like what happened in three again and but it didn't really matter it's yeah. just like yeah a, lot, a bunch of people are trying to are trying to kill John Wick. And he's trying to uh, kill, kill people first. and also just, like, try to clear his name. Basically, yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's all you need. That's it in a nutshell, yeah. So. All right. I think it's time for us to wrap this episode up, though. So um, if you, you can find us at moviesandmealog at gmail.com. We're at Movies and Meal on Twitter. We're on various podcast platforms, including Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and whatever. Everything. Amazon Podcasts as well. So check us out. I mean, obviously you are, maybe if you're listening to this, but... I think for this episode, though, I'm Ben. And I'm Brad. Peace. See you.